Hello and welcome to The Adventures of Superman from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Yes, it's Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with amazing physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, wages a never-ending battle for truth and justice. Today, Superman, in his guise of mild-mannered Clark Kent, is faced with a serious dilemma as he, Jimmy Olsen, and private detective Candy Myers are menaced by three heavily armed desperadoes. Don't make a move, you bloke, so you get plugged. Sleeping lizard. Hey, what is this? What's the idea of the artillery? You should ought to be able to figure that out, Cole. We come to get that parrot, see? And at the same time, get rid of you blighters. Neat. What? And as the evil-looking men point their guns unwaveringly at him and his friends, one thought races swiftly through Superman's mind. This is a spot. How can I do anything to save Jimmy and Candy without revealing my true identity of Superman? Do you know anything about how steel is made? Well, in case you don't, let me tell you briefly something about it. The base for steel is iron. That metal is, as you know, strong in itself, but not strong enough or flexible enough for many uses. So in order to make it strong and flexible for structural use, alloys are added in precise quantities according to the use for which the steel is intended. These alloys are also minerals such as vanadium, magnesium, chromium, and silicon. Now without them and the art of blending them with iron, we would not have the powerful metal we call steel. Now nations are very much like that. Take our own United States as an example. We are admittedly a powerful nation. And the reason for it is that blended with the basic iron among our people are the alloys, the mixture of races, cultures, and beliefs of types found all over the world that are mixed and blended to make a clear-headed, strong, virile nation. Take away any of the alloys and the mixture that is America, and you weaken it. For, and again I repeat, it is the very mixture of the people found here that makes the United States what it is. Don't let anyone ever tell you different. Because the history of our country and our present position in the world proves what I have said to be true. And don't fall for that bunk that Hitler tried to sell, the phony stuff about pure blood and a master race. Because sheer bunk is what it is. And that's been proven, too, time and again. Just remember that you, your friends, and your neighbors are necessary alloys that together make up the steel, the strength that is responsible for the greatness of your country. Adventures of Superman. Tipped off by a dying crook in London, England, Clark Kent, Candy Myers, and Jimmy Olsen recovered a parrot from a burly sailor named George DeSella. A parrot which is said to know the location of a mysterious kingdom under the sea, which, according to their informant, is a hideout for internationally wanted criminals. 
A short time later in their London hotel room, Kent, Candy, and Jim were trying to make the parrot tell them how and where to find the fantastic underseas kingdom when Decella, accompanied by two armed desperadoes, entered the room and announced that they had come for Tippy the parrot, as well as to liquidate our friends. As we continue now, Kent, who, as we know, is Superman, holds on to the parrot as Decella demands... All right, mighty, hand over the bird. Not so fast, Decella. Why do you want this parrot? That's my business, Kent. Now... Hey, stay away from that window. What's the matter? Afraid I'm going to jump out? I don't care what happens to you, but I ain't going to lose that bird again. Why is that parrot so important to you, That's Decella? None of your business, Myers. Would it be because you need it to tell you how to find the Underseas Kingdom, too, huh? I don't know what you're talking about. Now, for the last time... Look, Decella. I'm willing to talk business about this parrot. You're willing? But only if you and your men put your guns on the table. How do you lock the nerve in that blow? Hey, do you know what you're doing, Kent? Gee whiz, maybe you better... Well, what do you say, Decella? I say give me that parrot or I'll... Okay, here it goes. Hey, what are you doing? <coughs> Holding the parrot out of the window. Unless you men put your guns on the table right now, I'll release... No, no, don't do it. Ah, boy, Kent, now you got him hooked. You talk business, Decella? All right, what do you want to talk about? The Underseas Kingdom. I don't know nothing about that. I think you do. Either you talk or I'll... Okay, okay, you win for now. But if you think you're talking me out of that parrot, you're balmy. We'll see. Just park your artillery, please, gentlemen. Go on, mates. Do as he says. What's Mr. Kent planning to do, Candy? I don't know, Jim, but he's sure pitching these guys some sweet curves, fast and low. That's fine. Now, gentlemen, stand by them guns, Walters, just in case he tries something funny. Haven't you forgotten something, Decella? What do you mean? That little derringer hidden in your right sleeve. What the... Put it on the table with the rest of the hardware. The lizards. That's a good fella. Hey, how did you know about that, Kent? Oh, x-ray vision, a little trick I picked up somewhere. You're a pretty smart bloke, Kent. Sure, you gotta be smart to head up a Chicago mob. What? You're trying to tell me you're boss of a gang back in the States? That's right. Hey, what's Hold going it, Jim. Don't tell me you boys never heard of Trigger Kent. Trigger Kent, eh? Jesus. Sure. These two boys are members of my mob. Candy here is the fastest man alive with a Tommy gun. That's me. And this little freckle-faced guy is Jim the Monk Olsen. Best lookout man in the business. Ah, <laughs> you can say that again. Well, strike me pink. And we thought these blokes was Bobby. Such a trap, Walrus. What the seller you heard? Yeah, I heard it. But I don't have to believe it. Now, look here, Kent. If you ain't the police, what do you want with that there parrot? Same thing you want with it. My pals and me, we want to hole up in the underseas hideout. That's right. Got too hot for us in America. Sure. Yeah. How do you know about the undersea kingdom? Well, you know who told us to sell our dude McCoy. McCoy? That dirty... Shut up, Walrus. How come McCoy told you? Well, he was an old pal of ours. Yeah, member of our mob. What did he tell you about it? Oh, just that it was an ancient kingdom that somehow was buried under the ocean and that big-time mobsters like us hide out from the cops down there. And before he kicked off, he told us his parrot, Tippy, here, could tell oh, us where... Oh, that's you. Who's the guy, you blooming bag of feathers? Oh, don't mind him. He always sounds off like that when he hears his name. So... You want to go to the underseas kingdom to hide out from the Yankee police, eh? That's it. Yeah, That's we right. do. All right. We'll see what can be done about it. Come with us and bring the bird with you. Come with you? What for? Where to? To see the boss. He's the one that says what's what. Hey, now Who look. Who is this man you call the boss? You'll see when we get there. Come on. Wait a minute, Kent. I smell a rat now, here. Now, now. Is that a nice way to talk? Just a minute, Decella. Suppose we, uh... We let the parrot tell us where the Underseas Kingdom is first. Then we can make our deal. Now you're cooking, Kent. That listens much better to me. <laughs> All right, matey. Go on. Ask the bird to tell you where the place is. We tried, Jim. Oh, can't you ever learn to keep your traps shut? Lay off the young'un. 
They didn't spill nothing, because I knew you couldn't make this here bird tell you what you want any more than I can. You mean you can't make him talk either? That's right. Only the boss can do that. Oh, who do you think you're kidding? Candy. He's trying to fox us, Kent. No, I don't think he is. What? Of course I ain't, mates. Come on, now. The boss has been out of the country, see, but he's back again. And he'll be tickled pink to see all of us. And this parrot tippy. Oh, don't go for this, Kent. We know this guy is a killer. Relax, Candy. I know what I'm doing. Now, look, Casella. We'll go with you. But your guns stay here in this room. Okay? <laughs> You're a wise bloke, Kent. Leave the guns and walk to the door, Walrus. You too, Jack. Come on, you bloke. No, Kent. Look, don't go. He's leading us into a trap. Please, fellas, do as I say. Just follow me. Okay, Desella. Lead the way. Ignoring the urgent pleas of Candy Myers and Jim Olson, Clark Kent, still holding the parrot, walks out of the hotel room with Desella and his two men, leaving his friends no alternative but to follow him reluctantly. Are they walking into a trap? We'll know more in a moment when we return for the climax of today's episode. So keep listening. The other day, gang, I saw a boy scrawl something in chalk on a sidewalk. I took a look and saw he had written, Kick Me Hard. Then he ducked into a doorway and waited for some poor sucker to come along. Sure enough, within a few minutes, another lad came whistling by, nonchalantly stepped on the pavement where Kick Me Hard was written, and for some unknown reason, stopped. Well, in a flash, the fellow who had done the writing popped out of the doorway and booted the innocent one in the rear. But good. In another second, the fight was on. Wait a minute, wait a minute, the jokester shouted while they wrestled. Look what you stepped on. A glance downward showed the victim that he had unknowingly asked for the kick. Oh, gosh, he muttered. When will I ever learn to watch where I'm going? Why, answered the other one, as soon as you learn to keep your eyes open. Well, gang, sometimes I wish there were signs all around us. Signs that said, kick me hard. Yes, kick me hard if I'm ever sucker enough not to watch where I'm going. Sucker enough to walk blindly into pitfalls of prejudice. Kick me hard if I don't keep my eyes open and my wits sharp so that if no one can fool me with the nonsense that one man is better than another because of his race or religion. Kick me hard if I foolishly fall for the rubbish that claims there's a master race because if I do fall for it, I'll be giving my country a dirty deal. I'll be helping to set our people against each other and so weaken the unity that is America's strength. Fellas and girls, don't walk around in a fog. Be alert to what's happening around you. If you wise up and know the score, you'll never be the guy who gets kicked hard. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. Climbing into a taxi cab with the burly, earringed sailor, DeSella, and his two men, Clark Kent, Jimmy Olsen, and Candy Myers are driven to a dark sugar warehouse on the Thames River. There they are admitted to a small ground floor office by a tall middle-aged man in immaculately tailored tweeds with a white carnation in his lapel. For a moment, the man listens quietly to DeSella speak. Then he turns to Clark Kent. So, you want to go to the Underseas Kingdom, eh, Mr. Kent? I certainly do, Mr. Uh... My name doesn't matter. You say the late dude McCoy told you about the kingdom. That's right. Then he must have told you that it costs a great deal of money to be delivered to the kingdom. I I believe he did mention that, but... Well, our fee to send a, a customer to the safety of the kingdom is 5,000 pounds sterling. 
5,000 pounds. Jeepers. Oh, that's about $20,000 American money. Just a minute. We're paying our way with something worth much more than the price you mentioned. Really? What is that? Well, the parrot, of course. Exactly. Apparently, without it, you can't get to the Underseas Kingdom either. Or your men wouldn't have been so eager to get it. You are very shrewd, Mr. Kent. And your method of handling the cellar was very shrewd, too. You are either a very clever gangster, as you say, or an equally clever police officer. I'm not a police officer. That's just what I mean to find out. If you are telling the truth, you'll be taken to the Underseas Kingdom. If you are lying, well, you and your two friends will be sent to quite another kingdom. Do you understand? No. What do you mean by that crack? I mean, Mr. Myers, that a new yacht is ready to leave at daybreak for the Underseas Kingdom. In return for the parrot, you three uh, Chicago gangsters may sail on it if you wish. Good. Look, Mr. Ken, I don't like this. Neither do I. Don't let this character railroad us into it. Hold it. I accept your offer, mister. For all of us. Cheap. Oh, look, hadn't we better talk this over, Ken? Nothing to talk over. We accept the proposition. You've got a funny feeling. Very well. Be prepared to shove off in an hour. I uh, hope you gentlemen will not regret your decision. <laughs> As the mysterious man's nasty implication sinks deeply into their minds, Jimmy Olsen and Candy Myers seriously doubt the wisdom of Clark Kent's decision to accept the offer. And they have plenty reason to be worried, as they and we, too, discover very soon. Whatever you do, gang, don't miss a single episode in this exciting story from now on. Be with us again Monday, same time, same station, and join our friends as they set sail on a perilous and thrilling journey to the lost kingdom under the sea on The Adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics Magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at this time. This program came from New York. Stay tuned to your mutual station for Captain Midnight, which follows in just a moment. And right after Captain Midnight, you will hear Tom Mix and his Ralston Straight Shooters. This is the Mutual 